Went to a fancy dress party. Dressed as a clown. <laughs> Go on. I'm looking at adults. Makes a change. Looking. I prefer to focus on their soul. That's my <laughs> I'm like a dementor. I promise I'm not I'm not drunk this week. I'm just, just happy. Well, you see a bit, a bit oh. tipsy. Hello, welcome back to episode 35 of Two Pals on a Pod. This week, we are going to be doing a special life advice podcast. As two people with lots of wisdom to share, we thought, why not do our sort of duty to people of the, of the planet? And, get, and spread our wisdom. No better two people to give life advice than mm-hmm. people that live life to the full, like us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we're getting old, but it means we're getting wiser. So why not share some of our wisdom? Well, I mean, I speak for myself. I'm not sure about, about you. I haven't, I haven't heard any of your advice yet. So I'm going to kick us off, actually. I'm, I'm going to take the, sort of the reins on this. Ladies first. Stop trying to be something you're not. Okay, this is. Are you speaking to me? You're speaking directly. It sounds like I'm, I'm speaking to in me. In a way, <laughs> in a way, yes. Trying to get through to you. Stop trying to be something you're not. Okay. Now I'm going to use an example here. When I go to a nightclub, and you see, you know, your classic sort of white middle class people giving it the finger guns. Stop trying to be something that you're not. You're from Cheltenham, all right. Your parents probably own a horse. You've probably got like a holiday home in the south of France. Like, stop with the finger guns. Stop trying to be something that you're not. Be yourself, okay? Be yourself. I said this in a previous podcast. I told people to not be themselves. This podcast, I'm flipping. I'm saying, be yourselves, okay? Stop trying to be other people. Stop trying to look around and go, oh, is this, is this how I should be? Is this how I should behave? No, strip it back. Strip it back, baby. Strip it back. Don't try and be something that you're not. That's my advice for people today. Thoughts? Interesting, because I think I said it before in a previous podcast, but the finger gun, or finger guns, are my go-to dance move, but mm-hmm. that's a, a natural reflexive thing. You know, you, you, you're playing the role of arbiter on, on, on who can and cannot display finger guns in a club. Can you give me a, a portrayal of somebody that typically would be allowed to do finger guns in a club? Well, I, for me, I think it's about people who are a little bit cool, a little bit sort of rock and roll. I think oh, I, get away, I get away with it. Uh, I think you're on the cusp. I think you're on the cusp <laughs> there, to be honest. I don't know. It depends if you're going with cap or no cap. We'll have to wait see. <laughs> I think for um, the foreseeable, it'll be cap. Well, yeah. Backwards, um, backwards. Cool, isn't it? It's cool. But I think people that are sort of cool, I, I allow those people, those types to to do it because, you know, they're kind of being trendy, part of being cool is sort of doing whatever else is doing anyway. That's sort of the whole thing. But when you're sort of quite clearly not that person, I'm saying let's have a ban on that. I'm saying let's yeah. not do that. I'm saying just be yourself. If you want to dance Chop like fingers sort of, yeah, if, if you want to dance like the little sort of geeky nerd that you are, go for it. Do that. Stop mm. trying to be something you're not. Yeah, I've been exposed to that. I would say it. Oh, you've it's... been exposed. It's very podcast. <laughs> in a club. In wow. a club. Uh, I've, I've been exposed to this at uni when uh, basically overtly posh people will do things to seem more working class than they actually are. And I think one, like one such example would be in first year, I'd, uh, I'd say friend, but that's 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 a term that's used loosely. Maybe chum. Wait, had a chum. Chum. Had a chum, had a chum in, in, in first year that would go outside, pick up some mud and deliberately smear it across his pristine white trainers. And he'd say, oh, I'm just muddying my trainers <laughs> to make them seem, just to make them seem a bit more kind of like rough and ready, like they'd been through a bit a bit more. What? So I, having been exposed to this kind of what I would call tragic behaviour, this kind of appropriation of working class culture and seeming like you're something that you're not, um, I'm sure you'd probably give it the finger guns in the club as well. It's... Tragic. In a word, it's tragic, but isn't it's, it? It's, it's when it's your name is it's when your name's like Hugo. Do you know what I mean? Like, can we stop it with the finger guns, Hugo? Do you know what I mean? Let's not do that. Come on. Let's pop the collar down and let's stop trying to be something you're not. 
your name's Hugo, you own a racehorse, you don't you don't have permission to do finger guns. You've got a graduate job lined up as a business analyst at, at KPMG. Exactly. So part of the reason why acting like some, you're something you're not is so tragic is because there's an active process going on there of mm. like thinking, this is what I need to project myself as being. And so I'm going to do this. There's thought that's gone on behind it. It's not natural. And I'm all about being natural, act natural, pose naturally. But we can all see it as well. It's blatant. You've got your shirt tucked in. Do you know what I mean? You've, you've got your shirt tucked in. Like, obviously, you're not, you shouldn't be doing finger guns with your shirt tucked in. Like, you've got your top button done up. Like, what's going on here, Hugo? Like, why are you doing it? I'm, I'm attacking the Hugos of the world that I'm attacking. I'm sorry. Well, I think, you know, Hugo stops at the red lights on uh, GTA, doesn't he? Yeah. But he gives it the finger guns in the club. Yeah, I can see it's it's that kind of thought process behind things that makes it especially tragic to me, as if as if pretending to be working class and not as, as posh as you are or something like that is 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 a, it's, a, it's something to do, something to aspire towards. And really, you should just embrace your poshness. You know, if you've had a a, a family Le Creuset pot passed mm-hmm. down to you for the past seventy five years from Thousands the of your father, and now to you, Hugo who we've just created seemingly out of nowhere and now mm-hmm. we're just throwing pelters at him. Embrace that. Tell me about that in the smoking area of Ripple, but don't don't pretend to be uh, working class just because you've drew Birmingham. Yeah, it's like, you know, you were, you were gifted shares in Barclays. Like, why are you sort of doing this? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's what's going on? Like, that's, that's just not something... It doesn't compute to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, anybody that... If you go on a skiing holiday... You know, be proud of it. Don't try and hide it. Yeah, if you go don't twice a year, don't try and hide that. Do you know what I mean? Be proud of it, you know. I'm just, you know, hopping over to Mauritius for a month because we've got a villa out there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. You know, I probably want are. to be friends with you, if anything. Yeah. I want to get out there. Freeload. If you only eat off charcuterie boards, then that's that's fine. <laughs> go for it. What's the pronunciation there? You went a bit fruity, didn't you? you well, I'm not a fruity there. guy, what can I say? You That's went a bit fruity. I like it, though. They're That's Italian, though, aren't they? They're Italian, French? French? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. It explains the uh, the vague accent you did, I think, that could be construed yeah, as Italian, French, Moroccan, German, Moroccan Spanish. Moroccan. Well, respect to the listeners in Morocco. Too. Shout out. Shout out to you. So are you on board with that one? Yeah, definitely. Great definitely. advice as ever. Uh, it's, it's quite tragic. I think it's it's what we've come to expect from you as well. This kind of the solid life advice. Don't give it mm-hmm. finger guns in a club. Do, do, do you recommend an alternate move, though, for the listeners out there that maybe do wish to do finger guns in a club but maybe aren't of the demographic where you would approve of them doing finger guns in a club i think you've got to feel the music all right you've just got to feel it. i don't think there's a okay. particular move you've got to just embrace the music you've got to be the music is what I'd i'm say. gonna fire three songs at you you give me the go-to dance move that comes and it, it has to be you have to answer within five seconds because it has to be reflexive i need to know the songs so you walk into a club and uh, saturday night fever by the bgs is playing what are you giving it well, you've got to go. Well, you can't. You've got to yeah. do that for a little bit. Yeah, you've no, got to do a little the... sort of point up and down thing. You've got yep. to. You've got no choice. That's the right. That's the right answer. I would mm-hmm. say. Okay. You go. Oh, you walk in and Wonderwall by Oasis is playing. You know, arms of, in the air. An anthem. Arms Wonder in the air. Exactly. Yeah. Wall. You got to do that. It's arms in the air. No finger guns to to Wonderwall. Right. Yeah. No. You're two. For, you're two for two. Yeah. Shake mm-hmm. it off by Taylor Swift. Go on. What are you doing? I think that? you just got to move the hips there. You've got to. Move, that's exactly hips. what I was thinking. You got to do that's that, exactly what I was thinking. And maybe give it the kind of arm movement and you know shake it off. That's how you shake something off, isn't it? That's much. how you shake something off. I don't do that. You've proved yourself there to be a solid dance coach, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, like Louis Spence. In a similarities way. are <laughs> endless between uh, between you and you and Louis. Uh, you speak with your hips, both the both of you. Which Just be the music, embrace the music, own the music. And it's something that you seem to do naturally. Thank so, you. You went, you went three for three. And on that, we'll move on to your point. I was saying, I'm going to start with quite a not serious point, oh, but it's a on. point Somber. that 
<laughs> Bring us down and out. Come on. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you're a similar age to 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 us, to us, God, I would say I would recommend right now delete all the dating apps that you've got on your phone. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is. I'm on board with this. I'm on board. Now, I've got to temper myself here because I'm on the verge of a rant and ranty Toby is is not what we want. This is the age for living without shackles. (laughs) I'm okay. You've got my blessing. If you if you organically find somebody and they're the best thing, well, best thing since sliced bread, get with them, pursue that, whatever. But there's no reason for you to go out there and actively put yourself on a dating app for the delication of other people swiping left and right actively looking for somebody looking searching for that at this age it's not right it's just not right really what age is it right it's more a feeling than an age which taps into one of my <laughs> other points which is well, not, no. as nonty as, not as naughty as it sounds <laughs> not as naughty as it sounds it's a feeling <laughs> but it's a feeling not an age you know when you when you're it's about, it's about your circumstances but when so many things are up in the air with your with your life now is the time for seizing opportunities, opportunities that you're not going to get later in life when you are shackled. Now's the, the early 20s is the perfect shackled. time to get get out there, see the world. Are you saying this as like a reminder to yourself? Because I mean, is this a recent revelation or? Uh, no, because I'm on dating apps. So. <laughs> oh, so you, oh, okay. So you're sort of hypocritical in that sense. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm not. I'm not. Wow. On, I'm not on any. But I'm talking about your 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 Tinders, your Hinges, your Bumbles, these 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 type of dating apps. Anymore. Just uh, grinder. <laughs> I was going to say, there's one missing there. It's not a dating. I think being, dating app is uh, putting it nicely. I think we're, yeah. we're overselling it there. Now is the time in your life to go out there, see the world, explore the world. <laughs> if, you know what? If Hull is your idea of somewhere to explore, go to Hull. We don't judge. This is this is my whole point. Preston. We don't judge. We don't judge. But <laughs> Preston's got a lovely bus station. It's like the best, wow. the best bus station in the country. So Milton Keynes, lovely place. lovely places, lovely place down there. They've got a statue of like a plastic cow down there. For some reason. Oh, lovely. lovely. There's there's a reason. There's an exploration everywhere out there. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're in when you're when you're putting yourself out there for that external gratification, you're focusing on that. Or maybe you find somebody through a dating app and you become complacent, don't you? you really complacent. You stop putting yourself out there and meeting new people making new friends, seeing new things, because you, you, you feel as if you're set. You shouldn't be set. You shouldn't feel as if you're set in your early 20s. Get out there. Have a buzz cut. Do it. Fuck it. <laughs> it's quite Why specific. Not? Is there any reason for a buzz cut that you mentioned there? Have a, get a buzz cut and make sure that before it, you buy a cap beforehand, yeah. just in case. To cover it up. <laughs> no. It, <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. But now is the time for living free and seizing opportunities. That's my life advice. What you don't want is to get to 35, to get to 40 and think about the things you could have done and now you're shackled in a, a loveless kind of 10-year marriage that will inevitably end in divorce because you didn't take your opportunities in your early 20s. Really? So you're saying get off the uh, dating apps and just sort of be a little bit more live free. Live free is what you're saying. Yeah, essentially, if you could if you could put it in a nutshell in a phrase like that, I'd say live free. I'd say live free, yes, but also focus on yourself and your own needs start going to the gym something like that you know just do things for you put yourself first put yourself first be selfish yeah i think is a good piece of advice to, to give at this age now is the age to be selfish you don't have any kids do you think maybe people trick themselves into thinking they should be in a relationship or want to be in a relationship because that's what everyone else is doing or they feel some pressure to do that listen i think being in a relationship is is lovely for the most part isn't it uh, i don't know i wouldn't, I wouldn't the, know 
you wouldn't know. Sorry, I'm asking the wrong person. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> I'm asking it just... the wrong person. I'm asking the wrong person. It's like going to Harold Shipman for advice on palliative care, isn't well, it? Yeah, right. I'm sure uh, he was great at that stuff. Don't knock him. Come on. He was a, a, a holistically great doctor. Yeah. He made one or two uh, mistakes and people knock him. Go on. <laughs> shouldn't be defined by your mistakes, should you? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he was growing. But, it's a growth moment. Go on. There are a lot of. <laughs> you can learn from this. You can come back stronger. Exactly. Build that better. <laughs> Go on. If he wasn't dead. Uh, but I think that that people obviously focus too much on the the positive aspects of a relationship which you know the gratification you get from that the security the comfort blanket of that you can have that just put it on hold for a bit put it on what I would call the back burner and and focus Focus on negatives focus on yourself and focus on self-destructive behavior Mm. get get out there start smoking get out Mm -hmm. there binge drink Meet new people, explore the world, get out to Asia seems to be a big one. Get out Southeast mm. Asia, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos. Maybe you'll come back with, with some Vietnam. No, I like I like it out there, but that's what I'm saying. And I think you wouldn't do those things if you were shackled to somebody in a long-term relationship. And also who has time to argue? Is that what relationships are to you? Just arguments. It's where they always get to that point. This is uh, this sounds like commitment issues. We need to resolve <clears> these. Wouldn't be able to to deny that, I don't think. Really? You know, just go to my therapist and <laughs> You'll back you up with that one. Um, but that's a temporary thing. It's a temporary thing. It's okay to have commitment issues at this age because of all, for all the reasons that I've kind of riffed off. Mm-hmm. Focus on yourself. Put yourself out there. Life's off the long. dating apps. Life's long, for, you know. Especially those people that are, on the, that are on the dating apps just for the raw kind of numbers. Oh, I've got 78 matches or something. Good for you, but you're not happy because you're going out there, having to put yourself out there for the external gratification. That's wrong. This it's really sounds like you're describing yourself here. Like, listen, I think the best advice comes from people that have lived it, laughed it, and loved it, and I've done all three. So yeah, far be it. For, if I'm if I'm using my life experiences to enhance the lives of other people, that's called philanthropy. So be it. Do you know what I mean? If I'm a philanthropist, I'm a f- philanthropist. <laughs> Your teeth back in. Come on. But yeah. That's my that's my point. I think two cents. Okay, well, I'm happy to go along with that. Happy to go. My sort of my next one sort of ties into that. To be honest with you, well, it's almost as if we're speaking sense here. You know, it's like, it that's is. a coherent theme. We then I'm, we at, then I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking maybe I'm straying from that a bit. <laughs> we haven't actually planned uh, any of this. We don't know what each other are going to say, but interestingly, my next point sort of just fits into yours. Don't settle down too quick. <laughs> Pretty much on the same on the same sort of thread there. I mean, my, my point was more sort of you're young, you're without responsibilities. Uh, you're only in this period for a short period of time. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Like you say, don't get shackled in, into things that you maybe aren't necessarily made for yet find yourself discover yourself work out who you are who you want to be and all that stuff before you start attaching yourself to other people too soon it can work for some people it can there's no doubt about it but i think you know you've got to be realistic about these things is a relationship at 16 17 18 gonna last when you're 25 probably not yes and i think it's almost impossible to get shackled to to somebody without having realized already your true sense of self, if that makes sense. So we talk about not getting shackled because you should work out who you are. And that works logically because if you haven't worked out who you are, it's not going to end well in a relationship for you because you don't know, you're not even certain of your own needs and your own requirements and how you respond to particular stressful kind of behaviours that crop up in these relationships. So if you don't, if you're not attuned to yourself, then also how can you be attuned to the needs and requirements and the behaviours of 
another person, if that makes sense. And, and also, how can you find someone that complements your needs as well, if you don't know yeah. who you are in yourself? So it's sort of, it's that that we're getting at, I think. Exactly. It's, it's all about making sure you're ready for that responsibility of committing and of settling down. And it, it comes after, I think, a, a, a substantial period of time of you working out who you are. But sometimes that can come through failed experiences and relationships as well. And you can learn from those. So I'm not saying never, ever, ever put yourself out there until you're 25 or whatever. Like, don't wait until you're 25 to get your, thir- to get your first girlfriend, although it could be 30 for you. But I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Hopefully. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm in about 28. I think I might get my first girlfriend, maybe. It's not, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but also it's not a bad thing on the same token to put yourself out there and then have those experiences to work off. But don't get into the mindset in your early 20s of being with somebody and then be like, so we're going to be together forever and this is going to work because it's more than likely not going to be a learning experience because there's there's so many things in flux at this at this age that work against a relationship lasting in the long term, I think. What's your next point? Go on, give us your next one because I feel like it's probably going to continue on from your last point. It's uh, it's not, no, in fact... Isn't it? it's- Probably goes against it because <laughs> when Join folks, a dating when... websites. Settle down, settle down. Hey, kids. Uh, no, it is, but it is, it, no, but seriously, um, it's it's a quite a Lampardian transition. Yeah. No, but seriously, go on. No, but seriously, when faced with a proposition, instead of thinking of all the reasons to say no, think of all the reasons to say yes, and it's a little kind of cognitive experiment that you can play with yourself that changes the way you view opportunity. But in the face of everything we just said, if somebody asks you out and says, are you ready for a long-term committed relationship? Maybe say no instead of yes in, in, in that sense. But in everything else, if somebody says, you want to go to a pub tonight? And you think, oh, well, I've got this work to do and oh, I've had a long day. Don't, no. Think of all the reasons why to say yes, dear, being one of them. <laughs> so what you're saying is just to sort of sum up, you're saying sometimes say yes, sometimes say no. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying if somebody comes to you with a, an offer, social event or something like that, a proposition instead of thinking of excuses as to say no think of all the reasons why you should say yes and view it as a positive opportunity instead of a negative opportunity oh i'm having a picnic on sunday and we're playing rounders but nobody you know is going to be there oh, oh that's a bit of a, a socially anxious situation you, know, you just took to someone's them. rounders though <laughs> to random you, know, you know the person that's invited you <laughs> you're not just walking past the field and then like, yeah well, i used to play around join there. in a bit of picnic there this. i'm not saying no to a marmite and cucumber sandwich i can see another buzz cut in the distance <laughs> yeah we stick together it's buzz cut yeah. season man. Buzz cut mm-hmm. season, in the words of lord mm-hmm. but think of all the reasons to say yes to these social opportunities instead of saying no because what's the worst that's going to happen you might get in a fight yeah you might embarrass yourself you might embarrass yourself but you can't live in fear of that you might catch covid you might. that's not a thing anymore well, that's come on. So come on, Matt Letizia. Come on. We've all been <laughs> we've all been vaccinated three times. So think have of you? the reasons to say it. And it, have you, you got a point? The now? We heard I've <laughs> I got it as soon as I was first in the queue for it. Obviously. I thought you said it was a 5G thing. I thought <laughs> you see, in under you're undermining my advice now if people think Off I'm a, camera, a COVID, you said a COVID that, that, was, that, that, that caused that, that caused people to have 5G in, in the bodies or something. I said it would cause pregnant women to miscarry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, I mean I'm in favor of the vaccine had it three times as soon as I could get it. I'm, Only I three. Don't, I don't enjoy being ill. Some people are going like four now. You should keep up. Well, Boris came to me with the COVID vaccine and instead of thinking of all the reasons to say no, I thought of all the reasons to say yes to it because I heed my own advice. Good. What's the worst that can happen? 
put yourself out there. You might embarrass yourself. It's funny. Own it. So on that note, do you want to go to the pub next week? You fancy going to Spoons? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Busy. Busy, you know what I mean? Got always. Yeah, so some of us have jobs to do. Well, we do. You're right. So yeah, I'm. I'm I, I don't know. I'm not the sort of person. I don't. I don't tend to lean to yes. I'm sort of. I'm more pragmatic. It depends what's happening in the situation. Sometimes mm. yes, sometimes no. You know, it depends really for me. But whereas you're saying more sort of lean towards yes, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, and I. I think it's a conversation. This is a conversation we've had off camera as well about the fact that I maybe do too much socially, mm. spread myself too thin, and get exhausted. So maybe don't do it to to the extent that I do it because it's something I'm looking to curb. But it, those people that you know, people that you just you send a message to them, pint or pub question mark within a minute. Yeah, why not? Do you have those sort My of people? people? Yeah. Do you? Oh, I don't. Well, I mean, I can add you to the list if you want me. No, I'm all right. Then. No. Not Give me two weeks' notice and maybe. Do you know I mean, give me two weeks. Put it in the diary. Put it in the diary. Yeah, put it in the diary. No, I can see where you're coming from. I can see where you're coming from. Not my philosophy, but I can see it. My next piece of advice. Okay, listen up. This is important. Be a bit mental. Be a bit weird. Be a little bit different. Don't sort of, don't conform to what everyone else is doing. I mean, the thing is, you've got to be careful on this one because, you know, don't be too weird. The sort of, there's, there's ends of the spectrum to weirdness, okay? Mm. You have pedos at one end. And you have people who aren't conforming to sort of normal society standards at the other end. Like you don't, well, in a way. <laughs> pedos at both ends. But goes <laughs> everywhere. It's like being at the BBC, but isn't it? It's, in the 70s. It's a lot like that. We I might think. end up as a BBC podcast one day. Hopefully. Yeah. BBC, BBC Sam's getting contact. The yeah, please. <laughs> but we're not pedos. Like, we're not pedos. You're not. <laughs> well, you sound doubtful. No, I was, doubtful. I was about to say, are those days behind you? Anyway, right, <laughs> this, is, this is two ends of the spectrum, is what I'm saying here. Two ends of the spectrum. You want to be a bit weird is what my advice is. And I just think you want to do things a little bit different to other people. Again, this can end up in one or two ways, jail, being a pedo, or you could end up with positive outcomes, being like the top 1% of a particular industry or something. You can end up in one particular sort of end of the spectrum. We don't want you in jail, ideally, but do things a little bit different to other people. Don't feel the need to just do what everyone else is doing. Be prepared. Again, it goes back to the same thing. Be yourself. Be who you are. Do what you want to do, okay? Stop trying to do things because other people want you to do it. Someone tells you to, you know, take a shot and you don't want to take a shot, don't take a shot. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Be yourself, okay? I just want to see people be a little bit mental, be a little bit weird, be a bit different because I'm fed up with seeing people just sort of homogenize into this sort of same haircuts, same clothes, same hobbies, same way of talking. Same way of talking? What do we mean by that? Using the same words, words become trendy. You know, low so, key was trendy at one point, and that kind of thing. Oh, I'm sort of low, low key. key. Was, that, yeah. was that trendy? Was it? Yeah, was that, well, it was at know. one point. Everyone was saying it, and then you know, people just say the same sort of words as each other. Become very vibe. Sort of... Vibe is the one, isn't it? Yeah. Vibe. yeah what does that even mean? Lot. Something intangible, isn't it? Feeling. Is vibe? Feeling. So is this something that you do? Are you a bit weird? Are you a bit? A bit. I think the word you're looking for is quirky. Are you a bit quirky? No, I don't like the word quirky. It's a bit. You're not a bit quirky. No, is that not bit... trendy? Quirky is for people who try and be a bit different actively. I'm just saying, don't actively do it. Just be yourselves. When I think of somebody describing themselves as quirky, they're always like a horse girl that's obsessed with horses. They wear sort of scarves as like decorative things as opposed to keep them warm. Do you know what I mean? That's that's sort of, but they like, like crystals. Pashmina, yeah. 
you know? no, no, don't don't come for the crystals. Wow, well, the they have a dream. The, is, is, is the crystal, the, the, the crystal thing, is a way of doing something differently, isn't it? I thought you'd be all over that. I mean, it's no, not, as harmful as, not as harmful as being a pedo, but it's something well, a bit different. It's, it's in that sweet spot on your spectrum where it's harmless and different. I don't know. Is it harmless? Sort of. Mm. Well, it is because I mean. Those in the, the crystal community are not saying that they can cure cancer because they, they can't, can they? Are they? they well, some of them are. But you can get a crystal for good health, but it's nobody, <laughs> nobody claims that it, that it cures cancer. We're not, I'll we're sell not that to you for £15. Pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Scrap the chemo. Scrap the chemo. Yeah. Got the crystal. Turn off the we're not saying that. So the crystals the are harmless. Harmless and different. That's a bit. No, you know, I you... think it's like a mind virus. <laughs> Is that, that that ideology? Ideology. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pervasive and harmful ideology but we don't we don't kill anybody we're not we're not communists we well, i mean actually some of us probably are some of us in the crystal community probably are but talk to somebody that's really really into the crystal stuff go to a crystal shop i'll take you there's one in leeds next time you're in leeds i'll take you to the crystal shop have a conversation with them and you'll realize that they're the people that you're describing here the harmless people that just do things differently Mm, I love it's a bit sort of wishy-washy all that for my liking it's i bet of... they all live in caravans and i love that yeah hopefully i hope i, mean, I imagine them having like a, a pet cow or something do you know what i mean like a, a cow in a field maybe or maybe that's kind of nomadic lifestyle in that 50s vw camper van grow well, their own veg it stinks it stinks a bit though but i mean oh yeah like, okay. grow your, yeah grow your own veg and things like that kind of like self it's all about sustainability but you've got like dream catchers on like the door as you're walking that kind of thing that kind of vibe you know well maybe not cultural appropriation of no exactly that actually it's quite offensive the, cri- yeah. the crystals as well as kind of that for my like i'll probably take from some culture they're just rocks though they're just rocks well that's my point be different but not a pedo i mean it's difficult to, to disagree with that but yeah be on the right end of the spectrum is what i'm saying next point I'll go for... Here's one. This one's a bit kind of off the wall, this one, actually. Oh, God. Sleep with somebody who's 20 years older than you. Ask, ask away. Ask away. <laughs> Have you? Never. You need to take your own advice here. Well, well, I'm sure I will one day. I'm sure I will one day. So why but, would you want to sleep with someone who's going to be, what, like nearly double your age? Because there's a lot to learn from people that have lived for longer than you. And there's nothing, there's no, there's no better way of learning something from somebody than getting intimate with them and then opening up about everything. So when you say a lot to learn, do you mean um, from them, from what they say or from what they do? What, what do you mean? I mean, sexually, potentially, but I'm talking more in terms of life lessons. This was a thought you, that came to me, actually, when I was listening Do you think the you. best way to do that is to sleep with them as opposed to have a chat at a bus stop? But why would you have a chat with them at a bus stop? First, you would, Well, you're not an open well, person. You're going you're gonna to go up to them at a bus stop and approach them? Yeah, that's, have a uh, chat. That's northern behaviour, and I've, I'm, I've lost my northernness. We yeah. don't do that. We don't do that down south, unfortunately. Too busy with in. It's a thought, yeah, exactly. It's a thought. <laughs> It's a thought that came to me whilst listening to Rod Stewart's seminal 1971 Maggie May, which is a song about a young man's love affair with a woman called Maggie May that is older, right? Is it? Okay. And I just thought there's so, you know, a song really resonated with me because I thought there's so much that you can learn as a young man from having a love affair with an older man or woman. Wake up the next morning, you know, they're probably cooking you breakfast because they know how to cook. They're not just cooking up student grub. So are you reciting the lyrics here, or is this? Um, no, oh no, okay, no, no, okay. no! I would never. I don't want to get done uh, for copyright from Ooh, Big Rod, God. from Big Rod. The big but, you know, you're having, <laughs> you're you're having breakfast. The breakfast will be amazing the next morning because they've been cooking for 20, 30 years now. It's not student shit. You're not, you're not getting pesto pasta because they know what they're doing. They know their way around the oven. They know their way around a body. 
And they've been there, they've done that. They've done the stuff that we spoke about in terms of deleting dating apps and getting out there and traveling. They've done that, they've traveled, they've seen the world. They can impart with some amazing wisdom. Old people are, are so interesting. And some of them actually are quite good looking. Johnny Aren't Depp's they? 57. Johnny Depp's 57. Right, we need to debunk this. I don't get the whole thing with Johnny Depp. I think there's maybe a time when he was, but I think he's nowadays, I don't know. He's, he's 57 or something now. As, as I think 57, yeah. 57. I, I don't, I, now I think he's looking a bit like Mickey Rourke. He looks a bit like Mickey Rourke now. Oh, I can see. Yeah, to be fair, I can, I can see. I and Mickey Rourke's then. not. No offense to him, do you know what I mean? But no, he's like, Mickey Rock's had a lot of work done, and probably has. Johnny has as well. He's but Johnny still, Johnny still looks good, good to me, and effortlessly cool. Not to to get on. but there's an older man that I would have a love affair with, and he would really, he would, yeah, definitely, oh, hands down. He's a bit, he's big, sort of like a grubby-handed person, though, isn't he? He's a bit sort of like. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Some of, people are into that stuff. You're not yeah, all I don't know. He's a bit out. He's a bit sort of wavy. He's a bit. No, so I don't mind that. You mean he's an alcoholic? Yeah, it's okay. I don't know what you're going to learn from him other than you know how to sort of drink. Well, wait, so we'll wake up. He'll be there with the with the whiskey, with the bourbon the next morning. Coke on the table, lovely. Well, so see, but the, the, but he Do has so he's he's the he, there is a man that has been there and done it and learned so much that he can impart that wisdom. I don't know why I'm in this parallel universe. I'm shagging Johnny Depp. I'm, no, but, uh, we have we've done that. Can I have and Amber? Now, I think she'd run rings around you. You're too nice for her. Wow, well, I'll be fine. Amber. Fine. She's she's, she's, she's she's very. <laughs> She's very attractive, though. People have a go at Amber Heard, but she is a very attractive young woman. Okay, that's all I say. Well, that's so her pretty privilege should uh, should should exactly. That's why she's innocent. I would say they they both (laughs) sound as bad as each other to me. But sleeping with somebody that's twenty years older than you, you learn a lot from that intimate experience in the morning after. It doesn't even have to be a long term thing. In fact, don't don't tie yourself down. Don't tie yourself down. Just spend the night with them and ask them questions. It's all about perspective. It's all about experience. Do many, it's all about sleeping with somebody that's been there and done it. Do many middle-aged people have one-night stands? You can find them. They're all on Grinder. They're them. all on. They're all on. <laughs> they're all on Grinder with blank profiles. Married but looking to play away. So I mean, I don't know if there's a straight equivalent of that. Probably not. Should be. It's a shame. It's it's more discrimination against your lot. Mm. Your your heterosexual lot, but. They're out there. You can you can still find them, and the odd, the odd one is attractive. I don't know about that. Well, do it, do it, do it, and then come back to me. I know. I mean, I know with some of the forty-three. Uh, I don't know about that. Twenty years older seems a bit much. I, I just don't know why. Why can't we just read an article or watch a YouTube video from them? Why do we have to like the, the best way to learn something is experiencing it for yourself? Really, in bed. It's a way to break down boundaries. It's so intimate between you as well, and you'll always have that experience with your Maggie May. <laughs> But I do know of people that are sort of our age who have been with people who are sort of maybe 10 years older or something like that. Sorry. Of course it happens. It happens. You know, you do get people in the sort of early 30s, that kind of thing that people get with. But well, you're you're saying 20 years there, so don't go Jesus. I'm saying saying just get just get with them the once, maybe. I don't I didn't realise people actually did it, but uh, just get with them the once. But yeah, I think it is something that some some people do. I think you know, if you are someone you have sort of 30 or 40s and you're single. You may as well, like, you're not going to say no, are you, at that point? But is it a bit weird, then, a 20-year age gap? You're going to be cancelled being a creep, that's what it is. You're, you're going to be the 40-year-old I thought say. with the 20-year-old, that's it. Found you out. You were thinking about it the other way around. You've got 20 <laughs> years of planning this out. You've exposed yourself again. 
That's what your excuse will be. I'm I'm educating them. I'm I'm showing them experiences and stuff. It's the best way. Sorry, information. Excuse for what? I think if 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 there's anybody, if you're a forty year old listening to this and you're sleeping with a twenty year old, there's nothing wrong with that. Ooh, cancelled. It's not something. No, I think people encourage it these days. Progressive. It's It's not progressive. progressive. Interestingly, it's more progressive to have a go at age ranges than it is to not. Which is weird because that's not inclusive, is it? It's not. I think that Mm. we should be inclusive of of people that um, that admire the age gap. I was thinking about it from my perspective of being somebody that was 23 and and thinking upwards. No, we believe you. Your (laughs) honour. Your honour. Plant the seed early and normalise that behaviour. I do think it's interesting, though, how the the age range thing, even like people for like five years age range, some people, it's mainly people on social media, you know, the Twitter lot who haven't left the, the rooms yet. They're not sort of old enough to go out and do stuff. Those lot get really get sort of quite uppity about it. Like, oh, fight the five years between them. It's creepy. It's creepy, baby. It's like, well, it, you don't know the directs of the relationship. Yeah. You don't know who they are as people. It seems a bit of a leap to say that to me. I think it'd be a leap if, if even if friends are passing comments on it, it'd be a leap because at the end of the day, what's this? it's nobody's nobody else's business besides the people that are, are in the relay. If I went to you and I said, yeah, I slept with somebody that was 43 the other night, I expect you to make a joke about it or two. Yeah. Or maybe say, what's got into you? You usually go for younger than Ooh. older, uh, in which case you'd be making a valid point. But it's <laughs> trying, not sound, like a norms, trying not to sound like a norm. You know, you've already, done, you've already done damage here. You can't undo this. It's fatal, fatal damage. But it's nobody else's business besides me and the person that I'm seeing. It's not, not even me, not even me, not even me, sorry, not even me, not even seeing anybody. It's it's nobody else's business but the business of the people that are in that relationship. So what you're saying is just... Or even friends friends that are shouting from the sidelines. <laughs> I'm looking at adults. Makes not a change. Looking. I can totally see of... you as somebody that's a woman, you know. That's, that's a woman, that's good. It's yeah. a proper mature woman. She's aged like a fine French cheese. No, <laughs> not cheese. Right. Cheese age is terribly, isn't it? Wine, like a frying French wine. Moldy. No, not, not cheese. Yeah, moldy and cheese. She's rotting. She stinks. But no, I think I. D- I don't think I've had twenty years. That's a bit just, of a stretch. Just the one night. But no, I, I do agree. I'd probably be. I'd be up for someone who's more mature. Definitely up for that. Definitely up for that. But my point is, I I much prefer to. Focus on mature people. That's why I focus on, regardless of age range, above 18, regardless of age range, <laughs> I prefer to focus on mature people. Even if, you know, th- would 35 be too old? I'm 23 Depends now. Like. Depends what they look like. Oh, you're all about looks, aren't you? I prefer people, I, I prefer to focus on their soul. That's what I prefer. You sound like a dementor. You sound like a dementor. What you want to suck it from them? No, the, the, soul, the soul, the soul, the soul, the soul. You've really taken this podcast down a filthy route. This is an absolute gutter, isn't it? We're in the gutter this week. Honestly, that's always what you do. This is life advice, and you're treating this like oh, it's shocking. <laughs> Smut, shocking. Absolute filth. I, mean, I probably, I'll probably go twelve years older than me at the moment. Probably the, the latest, very, very top is what I go. At Thirty-five, you'd go. Yeah, there's some good-looking thirty-five-year-olds, aren't there? There's I'm so, sure, probably. There's some 35-year-olds out there with amazing souls, to put it in your mm-hmm. language. Amazing yeah. souls. What so- Oh, that's filth again. Always, always very bad. That's shocking. Okay, who is it up next? I think it's me. I think you are. I've forgotten that. <laughs> hopefully it's me. Get away from your awful advice. <laughs> Mine is a serious one, this one. Prepare yourselves. Straight face. Straight face. A serious one. Work out the life you want and try to reverse engineer it. So rather than just sort of 
wading through life, just sort of whatever comes your way, just sort of saying yes or no, whatever. Try and work out what it is that you want or what sort of life you want to build. Not necessarily a job. If you don't know a job or a career yet, as some people don't, there's no pressure to find that out. You can find out whenever. But try, try and think about the life that you're wanting. What sort of life you're wanting to build. Are you wanting a life where you work relentlessly? Are you wanting a life where you own your own business you're wanting a life it doesn't even matter what business it is at the moment are you wanting a life where you travel a lot you're wanting a life where you have a lot of freedom you're wanting a life where you get to see your friends twice a week five times a week once a week once a month work out the life you want and try and reverse engineer it from there okay if that's what i want my lifestyle to look like how do i attain that oh i need this qualification oh i need to get experience here a job here figure out what you want long term and unravel it in the short term baby it's solid advice uh, from you does that, that what was that what was that how did you phrase it again work out the life you want and reverse engineer it work out quite... the life you want in the long term and unravel it in the short term reverse engineer that i could see that as a quote on the wall yeah is they have those quotes on people put the quotes on the walls like i think my favorite one is you know life isn't about waiting it's like a box of chocolates it's like a box of chocolates Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And there's usually mm-hmm. a picture of an umbrella next to it. I could see your quote about life or whatever you said on the wall. In fact, I, I want it on my wall. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's quote. very poetic. You've thought about how to word it as well. And it's, well, it's solid it, advice. Yeah. It, it becomes naturally to you, I suppose. Yeah. It? But it's, it's important, isn't it? Because you don't want to get to that point one day where you feel as if you're rudder, rudderless and directionless. Like you don't have the tools that you need to get to where you want to go. You don't even know where you want to go. Mm. You start probably questioning your reasons for even existing. Where's your purpose at, at that point? And if you're without purpose, then who are you? What are you? When you get up in the morning, what are you working towards? What, what gets you going in the morning or afternoon, depending on? Just want to be inclusive of people that wake it's up. Good of you. It is important, like, because not everybody knows what they want to do job-wise, and that's fine. Like I say, you don't have to. A lot of people really aren't sure. They might have qualifications. They don't really know what they want to do job-wise, though. You don't have to. You've got to just think about what you want lifestyle-wise. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily that's... specifically job, career. Figure that bit out later. Yeah, Focus that's so important because... This idea of a career, which is so pervasive these days, like if you look at things realistically, the job that you get when you're out of uni or out of first out of college or whatever in your early 20s is not the job that you're going to hold down for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years until you retire. So it's about working out what's important to you away from the career. By all means, be career driven, career orientated and work out what you want to do because you're going to need that money. But think about how you want to structure your time away from the job in terms of your social activities, in terms of how many parts of the world you want to see, in terms of whether you want to get a mortgage, you know, settle down with somebody. Or multiple people. Well, (laughs) maybe, maybe that'll be, you know, in in a few years, that'll be the way we're living. uh, Polygamous. Hopefully. Well, there's nothing like having options. One for every day of the week, every night. Let's not treat it like that. Come on. A bit Craig David, isn't it? It is. But it is important to maintain direction and to structure your life in a way that's beneficial to you and your priorities. Because I can't sit here and tell somebody how many times to go out a week. But make sure it's about two or three because anything more than that is too much. Anything less than that, you're just going to get bored. Mm. Um, but, but, you know, some people don't even like going out. Some people like to go to the local vegan cafe and play Dungeons and Dragons every Tuesday night. You do that too. 
Mm-hmm. But make sure you're structuring your life in a way that allows you to do those things. You've got to have the money, the agency, and the time to be able to do so. And that starts with reverse engineering, as you say. Yeah, just try and get I it agree. in sync, in sync with what your goals are, your targets are, where you want to be. Try and get your life on the right trajectory to, to meet those. Next piece of advice, go on. Next piece of advice, uh, <laughs> enjoy alcohol. Wow, this is great. Now, Listen I, up, alcoholics. I feel as if alcohol gets a bad rap from people like yourself, as you've just conveyed there, because you think that everybody that has a drink is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Two rules. Never drink alone and never drink because you're sad. But don't let that stop you from enjoying alcohol, because there's a lot of people out there these days that seem to think that it's, it's terrible to have a tipple here. Or that. If you've got a job interview and you're nervous about it, have a bottle of beer beforehand and it settles <laughs> If you're nervous about a date that you're going on, totally have two or three. Maybe maybe get a bit liberal with it. Maybe Four. have a gin. Maybe have a double gin and lemonade, not tonic. And you definitely like do this. this. Well, I don't. I don't go on dates, so I can't uh, answer that question. Um, but this, this podcast would look a, a lot a lot more different if if we if we drank while we're on it. Actually, thinking about it, wouldn't it? I don't know. Uh, you just look for another excuse to drink. How many of you? You've had a few today, haven't you? Go on. I won. I had one bottle of beer this this afternoon, and that's you it. had it by yourself as well. So you broke another rule. Go on. I didn't know other people now. Ooh. Uh, I was face. I was facetiming somebody while I was having it. So it doesn't count. Doesn't count. But alcohol, it just makes everything seem a bit more. You know, it it really juices the cogs of conversation. Oh, you need it. It to makes talk, every yeah. social situation more fun. Wedding club night. Funeral. Oh, I love a drink. Put a, a limit. Put a limit on it. Imagine the Jubilee without a bit of drink. It'd have been boring as fuck. Did what you drink over the Jubilee weekend? Did you drink I, over the Jubilee weekend? No, I stayed in my room, did some work. And and was that boring? No, I enjoyed it. But you said it was boring. So it was boring. Jubilee no, weekend. I mean going out is boring to be out and about and you know like bunting around and all that. No, no, no. And what I did was I went to a fancy dress party. I didn't dress up myself. Oh, it's a bit boring. Went, went to a fancy dress party. I still look like an idiot. Went to a fancy dress party. Dressed as a clown. Posted. Hey. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Go on. Toasted to. I'm just ignoring that comment. Toasted to Her Majesty and had a wonderful time singing songs. To Andrew. <laughs> Classic you. To Harry and Meghan, oh, that didn't go down too well. That didn't go down too well. <laughs> Until about half past four in the morning, supping. Good fun. And without the beard. Really, you can't have fun without drinking, is that what you're saying? Oh, I can have fun without drinking. It's called gambling. Really? <laughs> it's called drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. But don't don't let the negative stigma around drinking, you know, get you down. If you want, if you know, it's 5 p.m. somewhere, is the mm. is the quote. Isn't that just because it's not 5 p.m. here? You know, it might be 10, might be 10 a.m. here, but it's 5 p.m. somewhere else. Have that drink if you want it. Mm, That's what people with alcohol problems say. But drink responsibly and don't don't drink and drive. So you you are you're an advocate of of drinking. You're an advocate of alcohol. Any any time of 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 the day, if you want to, if it's before a social event you're nervous about, if it's before a job interview podcast. Are you being lobbied by Heineken by any chance? (laughs) Because Heineken is the worst lager. It tastes like wheat. (laughs) Don't like that. Don't like that. I've not been a lobby by Heineken, no. We are sponsored by Brewdog this week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Big thank you to this week's sponsor, Stellar Artois, but we don't endorse their values as a, as a company, obviously. Bad reputation. On to my next piece of advice. Go sober. <laughs> Have a project to work on, okay? Maybe it's a, a shed that you're building. Maybe it's a painting. Maybe it's you're building a podcast. 
Maybe you're building a well in Uganda. Nice. Shout out Uganda. It's important to have projects. And ideally, multiple projects is a good thing. Don't just have one and then be running out of projects. (laughs) Projects have multiple projects. And for me, I think it gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. It's important to have a project going on. Oh, I've got to tarmac the drive. I've got to, you know, cut the lawn. Or You know, you've got to have a project, something to work on, something to maintain um, and something to sort of be building. Feel like you're making progress with something. Have a project. I agree. I, I've got multiple projects going on at the moment as well. One's, one's called Josh, one's called James, <laughs> one called Ben, one's called George. You've got to have multiple irons in the yeah. fire, haven't you? You've got to have options to go off. But I get your point. It ties in again, doesn't Don't it? Don't treat it, people as projects. Come on. <laughs> That's a lack of To the sense of purpose, I suppose, isn't it? And it's, it's always nice as well if it's something that over time you can track the progress of. So say this podcast in terms of us churning out these top quality episodes and the view counts mm. going up and the subscriber count going up. All down. It's, it's nice to know, well, hopefully subscribe. Maybe, maybe, maybe after this week. <laughs> but it's nice, isn't it, to be able to track that progress and it makes it seem as if you're working in some kind of positive teleological direction. And as humans, that's what we want. We, we kind of crave that, that progress. It's about progress, isn't it? You don't want to be static. What am mm. I doing with my day? I'm working on this. Why am I working on this? Because I enjoy it and because you can track how, how well it's going. Yeah, project, purpose, progress that's what we like to see ppp okay. i think that's a good piece of advice when i say so myself i think it's great have a project i love how love how multiple projects going on if it's like a yeah, video i treat that as like a project or yeah you know, like a, the podcast channel is sort of a project for me maybe i'm writing something that's a project as well there's lots of different projects going on i like that it's yeah healthy. it's always always switch between them when you get yeah more. i think it's it's important to do that isn't it it's, it's 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 almost more beneficial to spin a lot of plates at once or a few plates at once instead of just focusing intensely on the one thing because you would start to resent that mm. what you need when you find yourself say you're working on a video and you're putting in the hour there's the long hours if you did that in one block you would start to resent it because there's no variation there you need to spice up your life in the words of the mm. spice girls circa 2000 so it's nice to be able to have something on the back burner that then you can put on the what's the opposite of a back burner front burner that... front burner yeah front, front burner so something to put on the on the front burner isn't there um, just to vary it up when you start to resent your main kind of projects and also when you do have multiple projects going on you're never directionless there's always a thing to do there's, yeah. like, there's always something to to go towards yeah anyway well, maybe 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 too many things to go towards as well maybe maybe um, discipline it's, it's important but then that that teaches good time management so exactly next point my next point is is it's curtsy of um Cher's mum i don't know whether really? i mentioned this before she was once on the graham norton show in fact i'm sure she's been on it more than once she was talking about perspective and she said i don't know whether to do an impression of her or not she's got quite um, a distinctive voice my mum i once did uh, oh, God. <laughs> what's that she was said that's like <laughs> That's like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, that. <laughs> or was that Forrest Gump you know or something? I slipped back into the, the, the life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, that's I've, what it was. It was I've Forrest only got Gump. one American impression, and it's it's um, the guy from Forrest Gump. What's he called? My dad said. Is he called Forrest Gump? Yeah, called Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest yeah, Gump, that's what, yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Well, not the school you had, so go on. But her mum once said, my mama once said, if it, if it, if it don't matter... If it don't matter in five years, it doesn't matter now. And that provides, it's something that stuck with me. And this was back when I was in early, early days of secondary school, I saw this and it stuck with me since because it provides a lot of perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it's all about long-term thinking when you're in the eye of the storm, all you can think about is the destruction that the storm is, is, is causing. But when the storm has passed and the storm always does, does pass, 
you know, you've got to think, it's all about the blue sky thinking. It's all about knowing that it will pass and knowing that this state isn't permanent. And in a few years, much of the stuff that you care about now, you won't even be bothered about. You won't, it won't even register. You won't even be thinking about this stuff. And it's that kind of perspective that allows you to not get bogged down in the present, which is really weird because there is that phrase, uh, if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future, then you're pissing on the present. But also by the same kind of token, there is such a thing as being too caught up in the present. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that perspective. And that perspective can come from looking into the future and going, yeah, well, in five years, this doesn't matter. Or it can come from looking into the past and looking at your past experiences and knowing that, oh, you know, that, those couple of months when that happened, that was a really shit time, but it passed back then. So there's no reason why it can't pass now. And planting yourself in that, being aware of the past and being aware of the future and focusing on the present and being in that state of mind provides you with the perspective to know that nothing is permanent. I have a similar one to that, which is sort of like um, deathbed thinking, essentially. Is it something you'll think about on your deathbed? Is it something that will matter at that point? Is it something you'll look back on? If it's not, probably don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's on my list, because obviously nobody, you've been in circumstances, I've been in circumstances where you just think, sometimes you could be stuck in a rut and you can't think straight and you can't be productive and you're not where you want to be and you lose sight of where you want to be. But you know that that kind of brain fogginess passes, probably from heeding the advice that you gave about the um, backward planning working your way back where do I want to be this is how I'm going to get there things like that but knowing that that does pass goes a long way to remedying any potential anxieties that you'd have about thinking you know I'm going to be stuck in this state forever and then it makes the state that you're in a hundred times worse because you think well I'm never going to get out of this but you always do humans are amazing at adaptation and you always find a way out of it that always passes if you can sit there and think yeah well this matters now it matters intensely to me now but yeah maybe in five years when I've moved abroad or I've moved house or I'm focusing on this or I'm settled down with X, Y or Z or, you know, anything like that. You won't even be thinking about the circumstances that you're in, in that kind of present moment. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, I think that, that, that would provide a lot of comfort to anybody. I think that's going through anything now, because sometimes you need to go through it to learn it. Yeah, definitely try and have a long-term mindset. Try and remember life, life's long, things change. There's things that, you know, felt like they meant something a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and they don't. They don't now. You realise that looking backwards. How obsessed was everybody with fidget spinners a few years ago? Where have they gone? Irrelevant. Don't matter now. That's about about five years ago. It's about five years ago. Perfect example. Everybody was obsessed with fidget spinners five years ago. Now they don't matter. Will you be thinking about that on your deathbed? Probably not. Don't Probably think so. Not. I don't think you'd be re- any last requests. Can I have a fidget spinner, please? No, no fidget spinner. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just slowly dying. <laughs> That's how I imagine I'll probably go out. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, you need to have a long, longer term perspective. Perspective in general is just a good thing to train yourself to have, really. And I think on that note, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Hopefully we've spread our wisdom. Hopefully we've shared some important information, some valuable information, or just waffled for an hour, one of the two. Let us know in the comments. I mean, people seem to enjoy it when we waffle anyway. So Do I don't know. Is anybody clicking on this expecting uh, life-changing advice? If so, uh, tell not. me. Tell me if you've uh, if you've followed any advice, especially if it's the one where I said that you should sleep with somebody twenty years older than you. Because mm-hmm. tell me how it went. Great. Tell advice. me if you learn anything new. Tell me if they were good in bed. Maybe some older people, just because they've got experience, doesn't mean that they're necessarily good in bed. Tell me about that. Tell me about your sexual habits. And, uh... and tell me about <laughs> tell me about the fact that you've stopped doing finger guns as well. Let us know. Let us know in the comment section below. Obviously, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe. We're trying to hit five hundred subscribers on YouTube. Raters, five star, etc., etc. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. See you next week.